You are listening to the Curious Human Podcast, powered by the Prairie Collective. This is a space for you to deepen your wellness practices, connect with humans that inspire your evolution, and learn about topics that are going to help you navigate the challenges of the human experience. Hello and welcome. I'm Rochelle Taylor, and this is episode five of the Curious Human podcast powered by the Prairie Collective. In this episode, Disconnect to Reconnect, we're going to explore the powerful practice of disconnecting from your screens, from your routines, from distraction, to reconnect to the whispers of your heart, the bliss found within your body and nature, and to those feelings of peace. You know the feeling, the one you get after coming home from holiday or at the end of a yoga class or even at the end of a really great meal or a really productive workday. So here we're going to explore how to integrate this concept of disconnecting to reconnect in your daily, weekly, monthly, yearly practices as a way to increase your wellness, your connection to your purpose, and your feelings of taking care. Before we dive in, let's give a shout out to our sponsor. So this episode is brought to you by Prairie Snowflake. It's a curated winter wellness retreat designed to cultivate curiosity within our darkest season. It's all happening February 1st and 2nd in Winnipeg, Manitoba at the iconic Fort Garry Hotel. And you can save 10% off your ticket with code CuriousHumanPodcast. To learn more about this urban wellness escape, which is a beautiful opportunity to disconnect from your daily rituals and lives, to reconnect to your innate wisdom. Learn more at theprairiecollective.com. We live in a constant connected culture. Our connection is to screens and inboxes and to-do lists and routines that are supposed to make us more productive and acquire more, but often they can make us feel disconnected and unwell. In episode one, we talked about redefining wellness to equal connection. And when we define connection, we talk about that connection between body and breath between mind and this moment, and between ourselves and this innate feeling of bliss. So how can we disconnect from our screens, our to-do lists, our inbox, our routines to reconnect with body, breath, wellness, bliss? So we're going to explore in this episode how we can use this powerful principle of disconnecting to reconnecting. So we know, you know, after a holiday, how you feel more reconnected to the moment, more nurtured, ready to tackle your life in a way that you feel energized and good. Now, it's not feasible to disconnect from your life in a, on a vacation every day, right? We do have responsibilities and things we have to achieve, but we can 
use this principle in ways in our daily, weekly, monthly, yearly habits as a way to live more connected lives. So I'm really inspired by Oksana Witherspoon, who's a licensed marriage and family therapist who spoke at a Prairie Collective launch event about emotional regulation habits and practices that you can implement in your daily, weekly, monthly life to emotionally regulate. And so to me, I found a lot of inspiration in this uh, combined with my own wellness practices to bring you this episode. So let's begin with some accessible daily practices. Obviously, if we want to implement something on the daily, it's got to be free and easy to do right? So a lot of us, our daily habits include some sort of movement practice, eating meals, and working. So let's explore how we can integrate this concept of disconnecting to reconnect in these areas. So in our movement practice, um, disconnecting to reconnect. I love yoga, because it inherently does this. When you go to a yoga class, your phone is not allowed in the studio and you are committing to being disconnected from your screen for 60 minutes or 75 minutes. I believe that this is one of the reasons that a yoga practice can feel a lot better than a fitness routine that you're doing from your phone or when you're at the gym with your phone with you. Whenever you have a screen that you can connect your mind into, you're not connecting body breath. Another movement practice that I absolutely adore is swimming, and that's for the same reason. I'm not bringing my phone with me into the pool. I don't have music to distract me, so I'm forced to reconnect body and breath. And through this connection, in addition, of course, to the physical benefits of moving your body and the mental benefits of that physical movement, that connection is what feels good. It just feels good. And so one of the simplest ways I can explain a difference um, in the same thing Uh, and how it feels is walking. So on the daily, I have a dog that needs to be walked every day. And um, there, I feel a difference when I walk with my phone or when I walk without my phone. When I walk with my phone, a buzz or a beep will immediately distract me from nature, from my relationship and connection to my dog, from the moment itself. If I walk without my phone, inherently, I am more drawn to look up at the trees, the sky, to hear the bird, to be more in tune with my animal, right, that I feel an emotional connection to. And so I invite you within your daily movement practice to at least be curious about how different it feels to be connected Uh, to a screen or a device, or be disconnected. I can guarantee that the disconnection, although it might feel uncomfortable at first, will have greater benefits on your mental well-being. So another practice that we all do daily is eat. So how can we implement this disconnection to reconnect in how we feed ourselves? And so to me, again, this is very simple. Turn off your screen. 
Don't bring a book to the table with you. Um, in re disconnect from that distraction and reconnect to your nourishing your body. So even if you're eating something that quote unquote isn't healthy, you can do it in a healthy way that is really mindful and connected to the moment, right? So you can consume a hamburger and fries in a way that is healthier and will make you feel better than if you just are inhaling a green smoothie while you're plugged into your device. And so giving yourself permission, and it's five minutes or 10 minutes, to really enjoy your food and to connect with your food. So disconnecting from distraction. I am, I love going out for lunch by myself and I make a habit of really not having that distraction, that crutch, and connecting to the moment, connecting to my meal and how it makes me feel. Another thing a lot of us do daily is work. I work in digital marketing, so I especially find it challenging to disconnect because my work requires me to be so connected. But as a result, I would find myself sometimes, you know, feeling really burnt out at the end of the day. And then I'd look at my to-do list and I didn't really get much done. And it was because I would have notifications on and they would distract me from my greater purpose and vision for why I was working on my tasks, right? And so I began this practice between the hours of 10 and 3, which I call sort of my groove time, I put my phone on do not disturb. And so no notifications come through. I pretty quickly forget that it's on do not disturb and just let myself get into the groove of getting my work done. And this work, when I have those five hours to really get into it, is those bigger pieces of work that are really working to accomplish my vision and goals and feel much more connected to my purpose than working for a few minutes, getting an email notification or a DM notification, and then feeling that I have to go into Instagram and reply to that DM right away. You know, it's okay to give yourself time to do work that feels purposeful to you. And this might not be available to you in every single day, right? You might have meetings or things that prevent you from establishing a full five hours of groove time, but establish some hours where you are disconnected, your inbox is on pause, do not disturb is on on your phone, and you can truly work in a way that feels more connected and purposeful. Now let's move on to weekly habits. So weekly habits are typically things that can require a little bit more investment of time or money um, and that we do not as often as every day, but it is still important to disconnect and reconnect. So for me, things that I do weekly or that a lot of people I feel do weekly are connect with friends, or go on a date night, or set time to nurture and value relationship, and then also to take care of yourself in a more 
time-consuming manner. And that might be something like cleaning your house, you know, giving your house a deep clean or doing all of your laundry or prepping your meals or baking um, treats for the week ahead or whatever it is. So we're going to explore how we can implement this concept of disconnecting to reconnect within those weekly habits. So relationship, date night, coffee with a girlfriend, How can you disconnect to reconnect? Well, it's quite simple. It's to turn off your phone. Don't even bring your phone. Honestly, to me, as a parent, I get it. It's really hard to not bring your phone with you, especially when your kid is with a babysitter and you want to make sure that they're okay and that you can be reached and all of that. So for me, the do not disturb function on my iPhone in my work on the daily habits, and also in my weekly relationship connection connections has been a game changer. So turning on do not disturb, I forget so easily, right? And and just don't look at your phone. But I'll always remember I went out um, for drinks with a friend of mine who's a mom, and we were having this really wonderful, connected conversation where I felt like we were truly engaging and connecting on a deep level. And 30 minutes or 40 minutes in, she was like, oh, I need to check on my babysitter. And she pulled out her phone. There were no messages uh, from the babysitter. And then she decided to keep her phone out on the table. And now Simon Sinek says that this is one of the key mistakes that millennials make is not understanding that the phone on the table in any way, shape, or form, whether it's up or down or on do not disturb or whatever, having it be on the table next to you in a meeting or on a date or at dinner is inherently sending a signal to the other people that you're with that they are not important. That's what more important is whatever's going on on that screen. And so in your relationships, disconnecting from your phone, putting it on do not disturb. And yes, I get it. Moms, dads, every hour check in, make sure that the kids are okay. And then give yourself another hour to reconnect, to fully be with your partner, your friends, um, your coworkers, whoever it is that you're connecting with on that human level. Human connection helps us feel more empathy, helps us feel more loved, and it has incredible benefits on our mental health. Being so connected online is actually taking away from our human relationships. And so weekly, setting yourself a goal to have a date with another human being where you allow yourself to truly and fully connect with them. Sound scary? Give it a try. How can we use this concept of disconnecting to reconnect in our self-care practices where we're once a week, you know, typically we do invest in taking care of our space or our bodies in uh, more intentional, timely or ways that take more time. And so again, do not disturb when you are doing your weekly baking or your meal prep, let it not be to check something off a list, but reconnect with the purpose of why. Instead of grumbling or humming and hawing about having to clean your house, 
connecting with why you're doing that. Typically, it's not because you have to. I mean, you could live in squalor, right? But it's because you want a clean, safe space for your family, for yourself, and that clear, uncluttered space feels better. So connecting with that as an act of self-care rather than something else you have to do and changing your perspective around those activities is really going to help make it feel more sacred and special and connect you to the benefits of it. So what can you do monthly? According to Oksana, emotional regulation techniques that you take on monthly are bigger investments of time, energy, money, and these are nurturing on a deeper level. So these are the self-care practices that aren't really feasible to do every single day or every single week. Um, But once a month, giving yourself something, disconnecting from your routine, your to-do list in a way that helps to connect you on a deeper level. And so this could be something like a therapy session. And in therapy, you are disconnecting from your work, from your to-do list, to reconnect to your emotions and to your feelings and another human being. So yeah, therapy could be your monthly occurrence, or maybe it's a day at the spa, right? And it doesn't have to be the same thing every month, but this bigger investment into yourself each month, um, yeah. And at the spa, cell phones aren't allowed, right? You're disconnecting uh, to reconnect. So if you know that, you know, within your monthly budget, you have a hundred or a few hundred dollars or even $20 to spend on yourself, let it be to do something that disconnects you from needing to perform, needing to, to buy or consume, but is actually helping you reconnect. So instead of spending that hundred dollars on a purse that you really don't need, that $100 on a therapy session or an afternoon at the spa will probably make you feel better in the long run, more connected to yourself, more well than spending it on on a product or good that you really don't need. So though in that monthly uh, habit, What does that look like? So yeah, spa, therapy, yoga retreat, perhaps it's a a more intense workshop at your yoga studio. Of course, I feel that Prairie Snowflake, our seasonal prairie collective events, are designed just for that, right? To disconnect you from your responsibilities and your routines, to reconnect you to your curious spirit, and reconnect you to how you want to feel right? Reconnect you to your body and to your breath. So how in your week or sorry, in your monthly practices, what are the practices that you can invest in to nurture yourself? And then finally, yearly. So our yearly rituals of how we disconnect to reconnect tend to be our bigger investments. And these are where perhaps it's that yoga retreat or the Prairie Collective Festival, or it's the, um, 
vacation or getaway or week away at the cottage, right? Things that we can't implement into our everyday or weekly or even monthly lives, but yearly or seasonally we uh, understand and we value that we need that nurturing of self. And so again, if a getaway is not in the cards for you, how could you make a holiday at home or dedicate one full weekend a year to fully nurturing yourself? Maybe it's gardening or um, going skiing with your family and it doesn't have to be this massive thing, but instead of again going, okay, well, this year with my extra budget that I have allocated in a yearly spend, I'm going to buy this thing. Can you shift the narrative? I'm going to use this to disconnect from my responsibilities of daily life that stress me out and reconnect in ways that make me feel good. So I did just come back from a holiday and For me, even on holiday, it's really hard. So, and this is the other thing, right? Just booking a holiday and saying, I'm going to go away for a week doesn't necessarily mean you're implementing that that concept. You have to choose to disconnect. And so for me, I have a really hard time with not working. And within a two-week holiday, I gave myself seven days where I was fully disconnected fully away from my phone, fully with my family, fully enjoying my meals, right? So really, it's not just the vacation or the retreat. It's within that space, making the choice to disconnect, to feel more connected. And so this is the issue within your practices is it doesn't matter if last week you chose to do something that was connected. It's what you choose to do now. You must recommit to that connection in each and every moment. And through implementing these ways of disconnecting from our digital distractions, to reconnect to the present moment, to the body, to the breath, we are slowly training ourselves So that in those bigger investments of weekly, monthly, yearly practices, to be able to do it on a wider scale and reap bigger benefits. So I hope that you found um, or you connected with this concept and that it inspired some ways of thinking and some practices that you will be able to implement in your daily, weekly monthly, and yearly practices. Thank you, and I'll see you next time.